So this morning, the message that I'm going to share is called For His Glory. We're going to be reading from Matthew 6, 1 through 4. So if you guys have your Bibles, if you can pull those out on your table, um, it would be on page 964. Again, Matthew 6, 1 through 4, page 964. It reads, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do, in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Timmy didn't want to put his money in the offering plate Sunday morning, so his mother decided to use some hurried creative reasoning. You don't want that money, honey, she whispered in his ear. Quick, drop it in the plate. It's tainted. Horrified, the little boy obeyed. After a few seconds, he whispered, But, Mommy, why was the money tainted? Is it dirty? Oh, no, dear, she replied. It's not dirty. It just taint yours, and it taint mine. It's God's. Today we are continuing the sermon series called Blessed Are the Peacemakers, which all derives from the Sermon on the Mount. This encompasses Matthew chapters 5 through 7. So far we have studied about the Beatitudes, teaching about the salt and light, anger, and then last week Danita talked about uh, revenge and loving our enemies. This morning, we begin chapter 6, where Jesus talks about glorifying God rather than ourselves when serving the needy. Because just like our money really taint ours, neither is the glory and praise. So our first point today, and there will be slides up there if you haven't noticed, um, the first point today is that Jesus is the Savior. Do you ever see people post things on social media about serving or helping others? Or maybe someone just comes up and talks to you um, and says, look or hear what I did. I helped save these people. I did this and this and this. One example that comes to mind and unfortunately happens a lot, one that I can say with personal experience, is when people go on mission trips, they come home, or they take photos rather, um, and then they come home and they post it all over the place. Like they take photos of families and kids, um, sometimes without their permission. And they come home and they post it all over Facebook or whatever with captions like, oh poor them, we are so blessed to live in America. I'm so thankful to have helped them. Look what I did. That first short-term mission trip God called me to I remember coming home and looking through photos that I took and thinking, wow, what a privileged American and selfish one for taking all these photos, acting like I'm some sort of savior, and for what? So I could come home and plaster it everywhere and tell people how I did this? So I could get the glory? I was wrong. I was off. 
This way of thinking is actually called the Messiah or Savior complex. It's when we act like we are the Savior. And those of us who follow Jesus know we aren't, but it's really easy for us to slip into doing actions and saying words that give us the glory and praise that we don't deserve. When we act this way or have this mentality when helping others, we may not even realize we come across this way. You might think, well, if I don't help them, who else will? Or somehow you feel that helping them is connected to your self-worth. Or maybe you get annoyed when people don't reward you with compliments or something in return for your good deeds. You might even feel like you are better than those that you serve. We all, whether we want to hear this or not, we've acted somehow in this way. And sometimes, as much as we desire wholeheartedly to give God the glory in our service to those in need, and in the way we live our lives, really, and even with all the greatest intentions, sin still creeps in as we are constantly battling the selfish desires of our flesh. Satan, the enemy, he doesn't want God's name lifted high. And the world, just like Satan, wants us to think so highly of ourselves that we somehow deserve it. And sometimes, deep down, we think we really do. We know we don't deserve the glory, nor did we deserve the forgiveness and redemption given to us by the one who died serving us. When we share about our service in person or online, we need to remind ourselves that our service isn't about us, nor do we have the power to save anyone. We mere mortals are nothing without Jesus and his almighty power that changes hearts and lives, even ours. Our service to him is an outpouring of our thanks and love for what he has done for us. Are we giving God the glory when we serve, or is it about what we are doing? In verse 2 of our passage, a trumpet is mentioned. It says, Sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. It was custom for some in Jesus' day to draw attention to their giving, so they would be known as generous. Gifts were given during feast times, which were signaled by the blast of a trumpet. Now, in our day and age, we don't have a trumpet that we blast when we do something. We might post it on social media or we share it with someone else um, to blare our trumpet to note our good deeds to the world. Now, let me interject really quick to say that there's nothing wrong with posting on social media about serving. We do that at Shiloh here um, on our Facebook page, if you follow us. But it's when we use words or phrases that detracts from praising God and ends up praising ourselves or even the church. Even a particular photo that we post can give an impression that we deserve the praise for the shown good deed, that it was all in our own strength, own power, and own money. So I read an article from Paul Tripp. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's a Christian author and pastor. Uh, in this article, he shared 10 signs that we are glorifying ourselves. So we're going to go through those and just kind of think if maybe you've had these thoughts or tendencies. I know going through some of them, I'm like, ouch, I know I have. 
Okay, number one. When we parade in public, what should be kept in private? Meaning, we find ways in public settings to talk about our acts of faith, even private ones like fasting, for example. We tend to tell personal stories that make us the hero. We like to find ways to present ourselves as godly to others. Number two, we are way too self-referencing. We talk about ourselves a lot, maybe use I a lot. We like our opinions more than others. We are proud of what we have done, so we like the spotlight on us. Number three, we tend to talk in times when we should be quiet, so we control conversations because we think our way, perspective, or viewpoints are better. In doing so, we fail to see the essential ministry of the body of Christ. Number four, or the opposite of number three, when we tend to be quiet, when we should speak. We think we know it all, so why go to meetings or gatherings? We just don't need others. We feel independent. Number five, we care too much about what other people think about us. We think we are so great that we want others to see it. Number six, again the opposite, we care too little of what people think, so we serve alone. Or, if in a group, we like to be around people who agree with everything we like. That one I know hurt me. Like, yes. Number seven, we don't like to admit our sins, weaknesses, or failures. We think we are better than other people, and so we do not welcome criticism or accountability. Number eight, we struggle with other people's blessings because we envy them and we don't believe they deserve them. Number nine, this one hurts. We like to serve a certain way doing a specific thing and we aren't willing to ever change or do anything else. We want to set the agenda rather than submit to the Holy Spirit's leading. We are position rather than submission oriented. Number 10, this is the last one. We tend to control our serving because we can think we think we can do it best or we want to control every aspect so it goes our way. Ouch, those are hard to hear, right? Some of these signs are hard to swallow because I think we all can agree we have acted in at least one of these ways before. I know I have. But I think it's beneficial for us to really evaluate our actions and see if they align with self or godly gratification. And then if we realize it's with self, then maybe we need to evaluate what we're doing. It is extremely easy and even enticing to want glory and praise when we're helping others. It is accepted and even encouraged by the world even. And yet Jesus, like Danita mentioned last Sunday, calls us to act counter-culturally, to be unspotted and different from the world and to those who know Jesus. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, Romans 12:2 says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Point number two of our message today is that God's approval is all that matters. Perhaps the reason or motivation behind us sharing publicly about our serving is because deep down we think we need others' approvals or validation or even acknowledgement of our worthiness or godliness, or maybe we just like the praise from the world. 
Galatians 1.10 asks, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Social media has quite hindered our culture because we can't do anything without posting it all over everywhere. Because for some reason, we need validation, acknowledgement, acceptance, worthiness, praise, all the likes, retweets, pats on the back, compliments, glory, thank yous, and approval from everyone on the planet. In John chapter 12, Jesus predicts his death, but despite all the miraculous signs he did in front of people, they still did not believe him. Many would not admit belief in him because they were scared the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. These guys cared more about their reputation and their image than publicly professing in Jesus. They wanted man's approval, and yet where did that lead them? Our passage in Matthew 6 and the NLT version says that those who serve for their own praise, that, and I quote, they have received all the reward they will ever get. The Greek verb in this passage basically means that they've received their payment in full. That's it. If we want worldly praise, we'll get it but we'll still be wanting more and more and more. It will never be enough. But God's approval, it's already there. It's not going anywhere, and it's enough. It's way more than enough. God loved us so much that he sent his only son to die on a cross for you and for me so that we could have eternal life with him. He saved us from eternal death that we deserve. And yet here we think we need the world's approval. Jesus is enough. Our third and final point is that God's love will be shown. When we give God the glory and are serving the needy, God's love will be shared. People will not understand why you're not acting like the world and you don't want that praise, but it gives you the opportunity to tell them about Christ. God can use you to be a vessel in his hands and his feet to reach the lost world to help fulfill his redemptive work and mission here on earth. Now, this is going to throw you off because you're probably not expecting this, but I want to talk about Kanye West for a second. So I know there's some uncertainty and disbelief about his new supposed belief in Christ. Now, side note, for those who don't know him, um, he is a well-known music artist uh, known for being full of himself Um, And he's now married to Kim Kardashian, and he also famously cut off uh, Taylor Swift at an award ceremony. But let me just say how amazing it is that if he is legitimately a new believer in Christ, and he's using his major platform to share God's love to the world, think about how people might come to know Christ because he's being a vessel. He is choosing to use his fame to give God the glory instead of for himself like he used to. This is huge. So are we living our lives to show others the change God has made in us? Or are we just wanting to boast about our good deeds because we think somehow that saves us or because we need that worldly approval? Being God's vessel is an important task that God has honored us with. The chance to share Jesus with the world 
should be something that excites us and gives us another reason not to want the glory for ourselves. As I was preparing for that first mission trip to Honduras my freshman year of college, we were doing tons of fundraisers to um, help raise the money for, um, for the cost that it cost for us to go. This year and all the years, or that year and all the years to follow, I was shown how amazing God was in providing that cost for me. And some years it was very hard, but I had to work at it. That first year I was blown away by a random couple's generosity that paid for my entire trip. And then suddenly I had a surplus of funds um, after the fact from other donors. My friend, on the other hand, she did not have the same experience, and she struggled to get the last couple hundred of her trip paid for. I felt in my heart it was right to support her with my extra funds, but do it anonymously. I wrote 2 Corinthians 9.8, NLT version, in all caps, on an envelope. I put the exact amount she needed in that envelope. I gave it to my professor leading the trip to give to her. That verse reads, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. I was one of the first people that she came up to um, and told me about this anonymous donation. She came up to me showing me this envelope um, and was just excited. She was in awe of God that he provided that exact amount from someone she didn't even know. I was always scared that she would recognize my handwriting, um, but still to this day she doesn't know it was me, and that's great. I don't want her to know. I tell you the story not because I want on a pat on, the ba a pat on my back, because I don't, but listen to how me doing that in secret, because I didn't want that glory, how God's name was lifted up. That's what this life is about. That's why we serve. Serving is not about us. Serving is not about us desiring that praise. Serving is all about glorifying God and allowing us to share his love to a world that so desperately needs him. I now want to share with you guys some ways that we can better give God the glory in our serving to give you some applications, suggestions, or examples that will hopefully help. So, you know, we heard all that stuff, and you're like, okay, now what? So here are some application things. Number one, humble ourselves. One of the most important things we can do is to ask God to humble ourselves. As good as our intentions may seem to us, we may be really giving ourselves the praise. Ask God to change your heart to be more like his. Would we stay far away from that mentality that we have arrived in our faith journey, that we know it all and we have it all together? Number two, realize we are all broken. We must also realize that we are all broken and in need of a savior. When we understand this notion, we don't think we are better off than anyone else. We just want others to know him and our actions will hopefully be a reflection of that. Number three, Acknowledge that what we have is not ours. If we acknowledge that our blessings come from the Lord, we should then be more careful with those blessings, more intentional in using them for others or sharing for ourselves or for sharing those with others. And most importantly, 
We don't desire the praise when we do share them with others because we know it's not really ours to begin with. Number four, think before we speak or post. We should be slow to speak and think through what is going to be shared with others. We should ask ourselves, is what I'm about to share, is it gonna lift God up? Is it really just about me? Does it cause others to think about God? Do I need to share it? Or is it okay if no one knows and I don't share it? Ask God to change your way of thinking and speaking when helping others so that you're not talking about yourself all the time, that you're willing to work with others, and that you would know when to and when not to say things. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Last one, number five. Let God use you. Let God mold you into the person he knows you can be. He sees your potential. Each and every one of you here, he sees your potential. Too often we try to control so much of everything, even when we serve. But when we let the Holy Spirit lead in our lives, the when, the what, the how, God will get that glory. When we control every detail, all that shows to the world is that we did this that we controlled it from start to finish. When we let go of that control, sometimes he might even call us to do something outside of our comfort zone. Because again, he sees our potential, he sees the impact it can make for the kingdom, and also how it can grow us. When we keep our skills and talents to ourselves, and we don't allow God to use us, we rob him of that glory. Maybe you're like me and you're not super outgoing, so if God would call you to stand up here, you'd be like, nope, that's not happening. Well, that's how I feel, and here I am. So God can call you to do some crazy things um, outside of your comfort zone, but he's going to equip you for whatever that is. And when he calls you, even if to our human minds it's outrageous or impossible or it makes you uncomfortable, he will give you the strength, wisdom, peace, and so on, to accomplish all the work he has set forth for you, because nothing is impossible for him. When you serve outside of your comfort zone, people are going to think you're crazy. But then they're going to ask you, why would you do that? How could you do that? You'll have the opportunity to share about Jesus, that on my own, I can't do anything, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I heard a preacher once say that God is large and in charge, and we are small and on call. I like that. Henry Blackaby wrote in his book entitled Experiencing God that today our world does not need to see what we can do, but people desperately need to witness what God wants to accomplish through us. So serving others is all about giving God the glory since he is the savior of the world. It's not about winning the world's temporary approval, but realizing we already have the approval of our loving Lord. And when we give God the glory in our serving, others will see him. May our life of serving God and others reflect our heart for Jesus. May our trumpet sound always be to proclaim the glory of our Savior. In closing, I want to read some lyrics to a song that the Yah Band actually already sang this morning. Um, It's Only Jesus by Casting Crowns. The chorus, I hope, will be the cry of our hearts that God's name be lifted high um, over our own.
After I read this, we'll pray. Make it count. Leave a mark. Build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams. Chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light when it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. I've only got one life to live. I'll let every second point to him. Only Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, please forgive us for the multitude of times that we stole the glory you deserved, and by doing so, we cut out the opportunity for someone else to hear about you and your amazing love. God, we ask that you would humble ourselves to realize we are not the Savior of the world. We know you are. Take away that selfish pride and those desires to receive the praise when serving other people. Mold our hearts to be more like yours. Thank you for each and every blessing that you have given us. Give us wisdom to know how to use those blessings more wisely to help others. We pray that we are more intentional and careful with how we serve so that your name be lifted high, not ours. Lord Jesus, would our lives be a reflection of your glory in this fleeting world? Thank you so much for saving us. We know what we really deserve, and so we owe our lives to you. God, would your Holy Spirit guide us to serve you in a way that you desire, even if it pushes us outside of our comfort. Mold us into the disciple you see us as, not what we or the world limits us as. We know nothing is impossible with you. We love you and we praise your beautiful and holy name. May you get the glory in our lives and all we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.